Welcome to this very special edition of ACM's Vault of Cult. Normally we talk about films that weren't hits or critically acclaimed from the 80s or 90s, very occasionally 70s, but on this very special episode we're going back even further to the 1950s. Uh, British comedy starring Norman Wisdom uh, up in the world. Norman Wisdom was huge in the UK in that era and his movies were shown on terrestrial television when I was a kid in the 1980s and early 90s. Um, many of us grew up watching them, watching his work, uh, who's the first stand-up I ever saw live. His movies are very special to me and to a lot of people, not just my age range on 40, but people a few years older as well uh, well a lot of years older some would have even seen them in the cinema they're still shown on um, smaller channels nowadays and available on dvd but not so well known not as um out there as they were when i was younger um once again got as my special guest james rowe from king street cinema of my age aware of norman wisdom's work but never actually watched one of his movies so uh, i showed him up in the world which is my personal favorite one and um, not his most well-known film not his biggest hit movie um but for me it was my favorite growing up i'm not really sure why i sort of touch on that on the podcast uh, so yeah give it a listen if you're a, a new to normal wisdom's work so do give it a listen you, you might find it very interesting he definitely influenced a lot of comedy afterwards and he was inspired by a lot of more well-known classic stuff from before i really enjoyed watching this movie again and you know what i think james enjoyed it too but have a listen didn't you do your homework last night? I went to the pictures instead, sir. Do you think that was wise? No, sir. <laughs> it was wisdom. <laughs> and it was at this mighty mansion of a thousand windows that Norman got a job as a window cleaner. Give him a good spit and polish. Oh, I'm going to need an awful lot of spit, aren't I? This is Sir Reginald Vanderbilt, whose home it was. His pocket money didn't suffer from the credit squeeze. This represents an increase over the last 12 months of 4,500,000. It's nice to know that the dear boy will be fairly comfortably off. But there was a dangerous gang of crooks plotting to throw a thunderbolt into that happy little home. The Lord, he's gone! Kidnappers! Well, do something! Don't just stand there! Do something! Sound the alarm! Matching his wits against the desperate gang, Norman gets into every possible and impossible situation in one of the stately homes of England, winning the hearts of all who meet him, performing the most dazzling feats of athletic skill, and defying at least half a dozen fates worse than death. You'll fight to get into this picture starring Norman Wisdom, just as all the actors fought to get out of his way. Situations, that's wisdom. 
let our hearts take flight together in the James, thanks once again for joining us. How are you? I'm pretty hot. You're it's pretty, a warm it's day. A warm day. <laughs> I don't know when this episode will go out, so it might go out in the winter. And, <laughs> All right. and people are like, oh. Well, right now it's like 30 degrees, so yeah. yeah. And we're in a fairly hot room as well. Yeah, so. sorry. It's um, okay. So you might hear background noise because there's windows open. We're upstairs in a, a flat above a pub, um, right. but the pub's currently closed. So it shouldn't be that, that noisy, but you never know. Um, if you're a regular listener, you'll know we have put out some um, uh, comic book superhero episodes. This episode's recorded in the middle of that. We just, I just needed a break from it. So we've, we're talking about a 1950s British comedy, Up in the World, starring Norman Wisdom, who was massive in his day. Um, James, what do you know about Norman Wisdom? Have you seen any of his films before? I have not seen any of his films before. Obviously know the name. He's an extremely famous guy. Who's around for a very long time, uh, and yeah, I've seen sort of skits of his, but I've never seen like a whole um, movie before. And he was on TV, wasn't he? So they had TV shows and stuff. And yeah, I mean, of our age, big I mean, variety guy. We're both forty. Mm-hmm. I grew up. Um, I would watch his films. They would be on BBC Two, um, sort of afternoons. Probably mm-hmm. before I even started school, I was watching them. Uh, my my parents and grandparents would video them for me once I got to school. I'd watch that, and I had a few bought for me as gifts, birthdays. So this would have been like pre-high school when I was watching these films. Mm-hmm. I was watching these films at the same time as maybe um, animated films. Um, you know, like uh, what did I watch recently? Uh, Secrets of Nim, that yep. sort of thing, and the Disney films and Star Wars yep. and these sort of movies. Um, Norman Wisdom ones regularly in my household, mm-hmm. along with say Carry On films, even George Formby, uh-huh. that sort of thing, which uh, kind of not shown. Norman Wisdom films aren't shown on regular TV anymore, but they will be on Sky channels like Talking Pictures, the old people channel. Yeah. Basically, they they were shown for kids when I was younger. Not they aren't now. Is that yeah, right? definitely. I mean, I do. I personally don't remember. Norman Wisdom as when I was that, of that age but when I was of that age there were many others of the old even, even older like um, Harold Lloyd was one of my favourites yeah. my parents showed me just loved all those um, shorts and they were on TV as well I think a little bit yeah definitely and nice um, you know Laura and Hardy and Charlie Chaplin and, yeah, and yeah. Buster Keaton who's my personal favourite um, so yeah, uh, the old silent was more what I saw at, at that age. Yeah. Rather than um, let's say like the British fifties and sixties comedies, though there were a couple of those, um, more sixties than fifties. But um, yeah, um, the other thing that I had that was very British was the Goons. Yeah. That's why I had growing up from my parents. I used to listen to the Goons all the time. So yeah, yeah. I think there um, some cast members of the goons would have crossed over and worked with normal wisdom got to look it up but i get the feeling harry seeker might have been in one of his films it's very possible and i know um yeah that sort of era i mean when four heard was around at that time as mm-hmm. an actress he was in one of his films um and th- these movies were very influenced by chaplin buster keaton definitely and it was kind of the next generation really um charlie chaplin said himself that um 
I don't know the exact quote, but basically he found Norman Wisdom the funniest guy since himself. I which think is quite he hour. said his favourite clown. Favourite clown, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think, there, I think some, that's the line. There's, yeah, there's yeah. Uh, something that he, he basically really bigged him up. Yeah. If you've seen the, the movie, uh, have you seen Stan and Laurel? The, not yeah. Stan and Laurel, Stan and Ollie. Yeah. Um, they, in that, um, it's the end of their career and they're coming over to the UK and they mention Norman Wisdom quite a lot because he's the big thing at the time. Yeah. And I know Norman Wisdom was a massive fan of Lauren Hardy. Right. And in the film, it sort of says that they resent him a bit. I don't know. They, they probably appreciated his work, but probably were a bit. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, he, he is doing the same sort of thing. But it's no different to, you know, look at our growing up when everyone loved the Oasis and it's just the next Beatles, sure. you know, yeah, same, yeah, yeah. same thing. Some would say watered down, but it's for that next generation. Some might say. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very, very. I don't. I don't like Oasis. I wouldn't know the reference. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, so yeah, th this film was the the fourth star and vehicle for him. And the reason I picked this one is simply because it was the one I watched the most as a kid, and it is my favourite one. Right. And rewatching them all over the last sort of probably ten years, um, I don't think it's a standout one from the other ones. Um, possibly it's sillier. There's a lot more humour. Um, it's less sentimental than a lot of his films. Okay. Um, but there is some of that in there. Um, it's kind of uneven. Um, the basic premise is uh, Norman works as a window cleaner at like a big mansion for a rich family. Sure. Um, there are some villain types who look very Dick Tracy villain um, who want to kidnap the son, basically... Um, <laughs> to get money isn't it um i and, think so and they're um <laughs> for some reason the only reason they the only way they can kidnap this son is to be the window cleaner yeah um and <laughs> the, the job set up the, the previous two window cleaners have been injured at work or um and there's a there's a comic scene how he gets the job yes instead of the person they're planted to do it and mm -hmm. there's several people on the inside anyway at this mansion yeah who I don't see why they couldn't just Absolutely, kidnap him. Yeah, sure. um, but it's not about <laughs> the plot. I think one of them is the caretaker from Grange Hill. Oh, okay. I think I, I didn't. I meant to look that up. Um, so basically, the first <laughs> basic forty minutes of this movie is that that basic setup: him getting to the he initially gets fired from his original job, mm. um, and then there's him getting the job. It, it's sort of done in almost sort of five minute comic sketches each thing yeah uh, he'll go to the um well I've got it, he it opens with um he's putting a big advertising poster up and this is spoiler heavy and it turns out he's put it over windows and they all open yeah i mean it's okay it's an op it's the opening gag it's not really spoiling the yeah. uh, the <laughs> and it was a trailer the as well i think right um the, the next gag the next main gag is actually my favorite joke of the whole film uh, which is the Q joke at the Labour Exchange? Yeah, yeah, that's my favourite. That's yeah. it, that's the, that's very old school yeah. slapstick, yeah. Um, and well done, well choreographed, and but it's also very British. Yeah, yeah. this is why I think I liked it a lot because I thought, right, well, this is this is not an American joke. This is not something that's been stolen from America. This is a very British joke about people queuing, about people wanting to be in the right queue for the right thing. Yeah, right. It's a very very British thing because yeah. we apparently love queuing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he he comes up once again on top, but very accidentally. Yes, um, and then there's a goes to get his uh, fingerprints done for the past. There's a very slapsticky. That is uh, again fantastic, good old fashioned humour. Yeah, um, with the a very 
alongside a very famous actor whose name I'm forgetting. Oh, I got it written down somewhere, but it was in many, many things. Yes, uh, Lionel Jeffries, who was in many, many, many movies. Um, most people probably will remember him from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Uh, he plays the grandfather in that. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, he's just great in it. In yeah. this, he's only in this one scene, but he's fantastic. It, it, it's it, just, you know. This may be like a lot of Norman Wisdoms are full of these British character actors who you, you see in these 50s films and later on they'd appear in 70s sitcoms. Um, there's a lot, you, lot of crossover with, say, Steptoe and Son, this yeah. sort of thing. Um, and that's one of them. Um, then there's a, he gets to, he gets the job and there's the slapstick gate opening scene where he ends up breaking a branch in the doorbell. Yeah. And, um, and then he, he basically meets the other characters. Um, the Major, um, mm -hmm. who is played by, um, an actor who's in loads of his, um, his films as the, the straight man, Jerry, um, yeah. Jerry Desmond, yeah, um, who I think is great actually. He's ve the very stern, serious. Um, he's kind of that likable, but you love seeing him get angry. Yeah, and he gets angry a lot, doesn't he? He does. He's uh, got a very good sort of pompous, very you know upper class British, you know, yeah, sp speak speech way of talking and just yeah. being awesome <laughs> i love in this that he rides about on a horse yes and um this is like three miles from the gate <laughs> to uh the, the sort of main area so uh, yeah he rides on a horse and norman has to walk basically yeah he's, he's in several of his films one, one of my favorites is a film called the early bird where norman's a milkman who uh, works for a small company and um jerry desmond runs consolidated dairies a massive um, dairy what tries to take over there's a hilarious scene where they're on a golf course right. and uh, just them two playing golf him wind Norm Norman there's the line I love uh, oh no the balls fell down that little hole and he's just winding him up accidentally trying to be nice but everything he does winds him up and that's yeah. kind of what this guy's here for great he, he ended up um, being a game show host right he um, what was the game in, show in America ah. it was the $64,000 oh show. yeah I've heard of that he hosted yeah. that in the 60s oh, okay um, but tragically he um, he took his own life oh. um, a year after his wife died in the late okay. 60s right. um, suffered from depression badly yeah. um, which yeah. is oh, <laughs> depression and, and comic actors mm -hmm. seem to go hand in hand which is a shame um, but Norman Wisdom was one of those who lived well into his 90s yeah, he did. And um, yep. was still working till the end. Yeah. Um, in various forms. Um, but Is he yeah, on EastEnders or something? Or some he, Coronation Street? He did Cameo in Coronation Street. Oh, right. And um, yeah. he was in Last of Summer Wine. Oh, okay. Towards the end. Yeah. Not a regular, but his character came yeah. in a few times. Right. Uh, on, he popped, the last thing I remember him in, they'd done a, a movie of Five Children in It, and he was very Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Um, yeah. Yeah, he was in, uh, but literally working up until his 90s. Yeah. And um, loved it. He loved it. Um, I saw him live twice when I he'd have been in his 70s or 80s then when mm -hmm. I was a kid played the Felixstowe Park Spa Pavilion brilliant which was which was nice um, so, so we meet the um, the major yes and we meet Jeannie the love interest of the film yes who um, yeah I mean these, these are the bits in the film where I'm not interested not because it's necessarily romantic stuff and taken away from the comedy but it's just since it's not done very well I don't think it's cliche. Um, it's extraordinarily cliche, and she's not very good. And I don't think it's necessarily her fault. It's mm -hmm. it's the way the women are written. It's of the very much of the time. It's very old fashioned and just ugh. Yeah. Um. You know. So it's just it, for for a today's audience. I mean, it's something that just you know. It's wouldn't, um wouldn't appeal. It's, 
I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the, way the, the love it. interest isn't really needed in it. It's completely irrelevant. Um, and there's, there's there's two youngish women in the film. Yes. Both of which fall madly in love with Norman for no reason. Yes. Um, and there's this really nasty other woman who works there as well, who um, instantly is attracted to Norman. He favours Jeannie for for whatever reason. Um, and the saw her first, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that's basically yeah, it. And um, and there's someone like there's a the scene on the um, big wheel. Yeah. Where it's the break for kids um, in these old films where they can go to the toilet or get sweets where they sing. This would happen. Uh, Dean Martin would sing in the Jerry Lewis films. Mm. It's the, I always saw that as the break for the kids. We're not interested, but they do a song. Yeah. Um, which would have been a single at the time and yeah, made money. It's right in the middle um, of the film. Yeah, the yeah. title track, the song's called Up in the World. And yeah. she just sabotages this ride. Yeah. Um, quite nastily. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, she does it with a big smile on her face. And, yeah. it's, it's, and then it's, she, she's there with a bloke anyway. Yeah. She's on a date uh, and still sabotages. Uh, I mean, the, whole, the whole rivalry is not. I mean, we get that there is meant to be a rivalry, but it's so low-key as yeah. far as, you know, her interest. I mean, why is she interested in Norman? There's no reason that she would be other than yeah. he's just a man that's there. Yeah. And he's the star of the show. Yeah. I mean... Uh, but he, yeah. he he's a, a likeable and he'd do anything for you kind of guy, but they don't know this yet. No. <laughs> no, it, it just... It just all maybe she's seen his other films. <laughs> yeah. But there, there is a bit in it where he's cleaning the windows and he's singing... Don't laugh at me to himself, which was his, from his first film in a big right. hit. Um, I like that little, yeah. little nod. Um, yeah, it's nice, yeah. And he, he always plays Norman. Yeah, which, which is but is, not Norman Wisdom. No, no. Normally it's Norman Pitkin. That's right. And um, yeah, I have read that. Yeah. And um, <laughs> what was the country he was massive in? Um, Albania. Albania. Yeah. And he was just known as um, Pitkin over there. Right. And um, they like literally the only films they could release there. Yeah, the only films from the West. Yeah. Were, were allowed were Norman Wisdom films. Yeah, because there's. We'll get to this later. There's no, nothing. They're known for being nothing offensive in the films, but there's a few things in this one that you certainly wouldn't do now. Not many, but there no. are a couple of things. And like, even them, they're still like, yeah, you wouldn't do them today, um, just but, because they're just not very good. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're very sort of again very low key. Yeah. Offensiveness. It's yeah. not. It's yeah. nothing that I don't think if it was shown on TV now during the day it'd be cut. Yeah. I um, don't know. No. Um, but then we, then we meet. Um, well, the, well, I was just going to mention as well the the genie character, the the actress, um, uh, Marine Swanson. She's got eighteen credits, um, mm. some more serious films, to be honest. But she married um, the fourth Earl of Dudley, oh. and then basically retired. Yeah, which, yeah um, as you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's my plan is to <laughs> yeah. um, marry a rich, famous podcaster right. and then just retire. Yeah. Um, okay. From this non-paid job. Um, <laughs> But yeah, she's, um, I thought I thought she was fine. To be honest, it's like you said, not very good. It was she's no worse than <laughs> any of the these female leads. It's a yeah. shame that they didn't give her some comedy to do as well. That's true. There is none. I mean, she plays a part, sort of, a sort of not comedy, but certainly involved in wisdom shenanigans yeah. to an extent. Certainly, but yes, there's no real comedy. She, there's, I mean, there's, uh, later on the film, he ends up going to. To prison, and she, she 100%. She's there for him. She's like yeah. his rock, so to speak. Of course, speak. that's that's um, her role in yeah. the film. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's nice, but not very real. Not very real. Uh, not very empowering. Not no. very, you know. But she, one thing I did notice, and yeah, for the film made in uh, 1956, she's the one who asks him out. 
right. right at the beginning. It's not he doesn't chase her or anything. Like often in these films, yeah, and even even up until sort of nineties romantic comedies, it would be that this a bloke for whatever reason falls madly in love with yeah. her, spends the film lying to her to try to get <laughs> yes. her on side, and then his female best mate, what? Oh, she's been here all along. They could have done that, um, yeah. and it would have been probably. Yeah. Worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh no, absolutely. Um I mean, yeah, it is it, that is true. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not like Fred Astaire being thirty, forty years older chasing <laughs> a young girl yeah. for half of the film and then yeah, she decides, Oh, I, I love him now for no reason. Yeah. He's just been stalking me all this time and <laughs> yeah. now I'm in love with him. <laughs> Romantic comedies are weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, also they, they seem about the same. I think he would have probably been a good ten years older than her. I mean, he's playing younger than he is. Yeah, because he's in his forties, isn't he? He must be by this because he yeah. he had been doing stage stuff for years yeah. before he got into film. But he's he's playing the average man. He's probably meant to be about thirty. Mm -hmm. I reckon. Oh yeah, he, and he, she's probably yeah. mid twenties. Yeah, um, sort of thing, and yeah. he's he's not a noticeable difference. Which is no, nice no, for it's a very true. Yeah. And they are meant to be of the same sort of uh, say class. Yeah, you know, in that sense. So he's not some sort of person with loads of power and control. Yeah, you know, like you say, she's interested in him and sort of asks him out first, and he's yeah. very, he's very coy and meek about yeah. it. It, it, yeah. it. It's sort of underplayed, but it might be the fact that he appears to be like the only person there who's nice when that, you think about to it. To be perfectly honest, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're sort of background characters, and I really, I shouldn't because it's a bit. The character. I like the character of Morris, one of the... Uh, Morris is one of... Uh, is probably in the best person, uh, character, most interesting character in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yes, he is uh, gay-coded, clearly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's fine. A, he's I, the sort of character that um, maybe Kenneth Williams might have played. Yeah, well, completely. Um, yeah. Uh, but, but more more coded than yeah. that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, a little bit, again, play, more low-key, yeah. again, but the whole film does play on the sort of yeah. more low-key. Played by um, My Michael Ward, who was yeah. a character actor who was in loads of things. Um, I'm sure he he popped up in things like Are You Being Surfed and that sort of thing later yeah. on. Um, great um, character actor, mainly comedy. He plays one of two uncles. We haven't mentioned the the lad who's, who they tried to kidnap. Sir Reginald, yeah. which is a very interesting character, because he is an asshole. Yeah, terrible, awful uh, child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they all like him in, yeah. a, in a weird way. Um, and you first meet him by he catapults up and up um, Norman's backside. Yeah, and then he ends up um, doing a booby trap where he's tied from a tree upside down. That's right. Where um, then yeah. Jenny appears and says, "What are you doing?" He says, "Just hanging around." Yeah. So there are some um, verbal humour sure. in, in this as well. Um, but yeah, he's just this horrible child. Um, yeah, but then he, he's he, also a racist. Yeah, there is that one line, isn't there? Um, should we mention that there? Yeah, might as well. Um, there's, there's a comical football scene, which I quite like, yes. where um, there's the staff putting a football match, the outside staff versus inside staff, and Sir Reginald's team has been has to win. Always. He, he, Sir Reginald always wins, is what they keep saying. Yeah. Um, and Norman is oblivious to this and just plays... He just wants to play the game, plays the game like yeah. he says. And he does show that, play the game! And play the game, that's right! Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's quite a funny scene, I think, I quite like yeah. it. And they end up putting him in goal, because yeah. he keeps scoring. scoring. Yes, right. Um, <laughs> and um, he ends up in mud, covered in mud, and he looks up, and Sir Reginald shouts, where's your banjo? Yeah. Obviously a racial. Yeah. Um, this was on TV probably ten years ago, I think it was still in. 
Yeah. Um, and it's one of those in agreed by, why can't you make jokes like that anymore was about this joke. Right. Which I hadn't even picked up until recently. Mm. And you wouldn't make that joke anymore. No. Um, because it, it's just not very, it's just, it's just not very good, like, yeah. as a joke. It's yeah. not, you know, it's like, ugh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it does show him to be the nasty character at that point in the film he's supposed to be. Yeah. That's the only thing. You wouldn't, Norman wouldn't have made that joke in this no, film. No, no. Um, so that that's the only, and that's one of two things I think you wouldn't do. Now, there's a little bit, there's fancy dress at the end, and there's a bit of dressing up as racial stereotypes, yeah. which you would have probably done well up until the 90s, that humour. Oh, completely, yeah. yeah. It's um, it's uh, it's Austin Powersy. Yeah. Sort of yeah. Thing. yeah. yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're the two things. Um, but Reginald, interestingly, I mentioned this Norman Wisdom, I mentioned a few Norman Wisdom groups on Facebook. So Reginald is still alive, the actor who played him, yeah. and he's active in one of the groups, and just oh, okay. talking about how, cool. what a great time he had in it. Oh, and brilliant. I assume it's him, and why would someone make that up? They no. wouldn't, would they? Um, yeah, and he, um, he, he acted up, uh, for a bit up until the, the sort of 60s, and then, yeah. I don't know, maybe he'd still done stage and stuff. He must be getting on now, though. I mean, this, this film... Yeah, is, I mean, how old is he in the movie? He's probably about 12 or something, Yeah, you probably say? a bit older, possibly. Maybe, yeah, 14, 12, they, say, they say he's 14. 14, yeah. So, yeah, so... So, yeah, probably 14, 15. So, he'd be in his 80s now? Um, close to that, because the film is, what, 60... Yes, he would be eight, he's 66 years old, the film. Yeah. So, yeah, he'd be, yeah, be about 80 years yeah. old, maybe. And he can yeah. work Facebook, brilliant. Yeah. Well, actually, most people on Facebook are of that age now. Kids don't go on it, do yeah, they? That's true. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's really nice. So the, the character of his mum, Lady Vanderville, yep. very stereotypical pompous. Faints at any, t any chance, <laughs> any chance she has yeah. to faint, she will. Yeah. <laughs> but I find that funny. <laughs> that's, um, and there's a nice relationship between her and, um, she's Sybil, isn't she? Sybil, Sybil Baum. Yeah. And Morris, they obviously like yeah. brother and sister who, who generally love each other, but just is, weird. Is Morris meant to be the tutor? I thought the, he was a child, or is he? Is he? A he is an uncle. He's an uncle, right? Yeah, yeah. But he does tutor. Tutor, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And he, he's, um, yeah. and then there's the other uncle who's just like this. Yeah. But also quite sort of. He means well, but he's just I'll like, oh, snap out of it. He's yeah. Like, so, he's like, I'll send the kid to boarding school. Yeah, we're gonna have this trouble. Yeah. And it's kind of, and weirdly, you can kind of relate to both of them. Yes. Because one of them is the wants to bring him up like properly, lovingly, and ever, and mm. the other ones were like, well, he's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just send like, him he, off. Yeah, he wouldn't be. He's, Get him some discipline. Yeah, you know? need the balance between the two. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that that kind of works. That whole thing, and it is very sitcommy. Yeah. Um, but I, I like that, and I, I like it's it's really over the top characters. I mean, for for it to work, I mean, the kid's got to be, he's got to be annoying, and he's got to be sure, yeah. Of, um, and they, they, there isn't really much apart from that. Him and because Norman's so nice, they end up getting on. Mm. Um, well, the, yeah, okay, so this you know part of the plot is is that um, Norman is uh, fired. Yeah, but uh, the kid wants him to stay. So the, and whatever he wants, he gets. Uh, gets yeah. So he gets to come back, and he wants him to stay because he likes him. Yeah. Um, again, not really unexplained why. Probably because he sees a bit of himself. He goes, "Oh, he's a bit of a prankster as well." And yeah. you know, and he's uh, in some in all of his films. And when I've seen interviews with him in real life, he's always happy. And mm. and when you the scenes he's in with the other workers, he's got a, even though he's getting bullied. Yeah. He's usually the chirpy. Yeah. He, so that kind of, you can yeah. see why people like him. But then saying that, and a mate of mine I lent this film to probably 15 years ago now, who watched all his kid, never watched this one, and said this was the one film he found him annoying in. Right. Um, that's one thing I was going to ask. Do you find the character likable or annoying? 
Or a bit of both? Uh, a bit of both. Um, there are many times, yeah, a good yeah, handful of times, where his voice just was very grating. Yeah. Um, when you know, you know when it is, when he's doing the high-pitched sort of <laughs> yeah. whiny, squealy voice that he does when he's yeah, yeah a bit annoyed or not getting his way or something, and yeah. or people it, aren't listening to him. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but it's nothing on, say, Jerry Lewis's voice. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, yeah. nothing at all. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, this is, yeah, one of the reasons I do this podcast is I grew up from, I, I can't remember a time when I didn't watch or like Norman Wisdom films. So, for me, the, the character's kind of embodied in me. Mm -hmm. So, I don't find it annoying, but if I step back, I can see some people might. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's not the worst by a long way. But yeah. I, I definitely was like, oh, he's doing it again. It's a bit yeah. annoying. Yeah, but, you know. but it's not overkill with it. No, it? no. And uh, and yeah, I mean, and he's he basically does play, which is a very British comedy thing for the time. He plays an exaggerated, probably version of himself. Mm -hmm. Very exaggerated, but a lot of it is probably his mannerisms when he was younger and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I was going to mention as well. We've mentioned the the other characters, the villains. One, the main villain is. Did he go on to be in a soap or something? Um, do he, he looked really familiar. I um, don't know. But I think he the, might. Then they're not in it very much. No, and, and they're uh, very that that cliche gangster wearing hats. Yeah, and they of. they sort of turn up. So they're at the beginning where they try and do the setup so they can get the guy in to do the window cleaning yeah and then see them a little bit in the middle and it's mostly at the end where they come you know for the final yeah. act um when they when they, um, when he gets he gets arrested because he's he's uh, I'll, I'll quickly summarize he yeah. takes um reginald to london to see his favorite That's musician right. um, a magician yeah um he does it because he traps him in, in the window and tickles his feet yeah. If I was Norman, I'd have said I've done it. They're not taking him. Sure, um, but I think he secretly wants to go himself. He's in the yeah, he's yeah. a fan. He's a fan, but doesn't get the act because he ends up ruining the act, mm -hmm. um, which is one of his old stage routines. Yeah. put into the film, right? And that that bit's kind of I kind of like it, but it, it it's kind of the magician. I uh, don't know the name. Uh, it was just a little bit of Edwin uh, Styles. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. he. Uh, as a stage comedian, comedic actor of the time, and probably worked with Wisdom, so they probably had done that routine. Oh, they had, yeah, that yeah. was something right. they used to do. Right. Um, it was literally when they were working together. Um, I can't find that gangster now. I'm gonna stop looking. Um, uh, the magician's act often wouldn't go down as well as they wanted to. So that what happens in the film is what they kind of done. Yeah. Um, but yeah. then, then Norman would come on later and do his routine because well before he's famous I think it was no one knew who he was yeah right. um, so yeah that that's where that comes from you can sort of tell yeah but um, but that's okay but it's, nice, it's nice that they throw some of the, the yeah. other stuff in I mean Lauren Hardy used to and um, Lauren Hardy used to do it as did the Marx Brothers would take their mm -hmm. films on the road before they yeah them and did, well, the Marx Brothers film. come from again like yeah. all of them really come yeah. from stage either it's vaudeville or you know uh, yeah. musical uh, backgrounds so yeah, yeah. and that, that but it, it doesn't it's obviously another sort of set piece so to speak yeah. or just a but it, it kind of it, it builds the finale and it's yeah it's just it's not like this is a film of just jokes just thrown at you um but i can see that being some people's favorite scene from the film they're a fan sure. of that sort of and it's very of its time because musicians uh, i keep saying musicians magicians yeah. um were a lot bigger back then than now. Oh, absolutely. 
Um, yeah, uh, I, it's a good scene. Yeah. It's a good scene for a you know a look back at sort of yeah, like you say, an older kind of uh, uh, yeah from yeah. a stage from a stage show. You can see it's from a stage show to them being on television and it's, it's it, or in the film. And yeah, it's 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 nice. It's yeah. nice to see that. There's another scene as well. If you're talking about sort of maybe people's favourite scenes, which we haven't mentioned, which I think might be another one, which is where he plays the drums. That, and yeah. um, well, Norman plays the drums, and it's a sort of you know it's a, a fish out of water kind of scene, which is pretty much all of them. But this one, especially where he's be, he thinks he's in a room where the staff are, but it turns out he's in a room where so the guests of of the lady of the yeah, house. Yeah, it's basically a tea are. party going. Yeah, on, isn't it? yeah. And uh, so he's talking to them like he's one of them. Yeah, and uh, they don't obviously see him as one of them think what's this man doing here and uh, and he's trying to liven them up and get them sort of going and dancing and he gets Morris to play the uh, piano it's green sleeves isn't it yeah and Morris is he gets Morris to rock up green yeah just to sort of you know, jazz it up a bit sort yeah. of 50s style and then he realizes there's a drum kit and he starts you know <laughs> being like Gene Cooper on the drums and doing some yeah. jazz cool 50s drumming yeah. and it's 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 great I mean I really like that scene you know yeah. as a as a routine kind of you know um uh, let's see let's see how far we can take this before all the stiffs start yeah. getting annoyed kind of thing yeah yeah and, and yeah I, I like that yeah and that, that's what one thing i don't i mean there's a lot of slapstick humor some works a lot more than others but i don't think any of the jokes go too far or walk no. in i think you think they know when to stop the joke yeah and then move on to the next one yeah um and as a kid i think that's great mm -hmm. because it, you know this they're family films and it's for it, back then people probably had better attention spans but they do know their audience and it's not the like later on with say maybe python would drag a joke out yeah or whatever. well it's that's not, part of the joke yeah isn't yeah it? so yeah but with this it's that let's get as many in as possible yeah and it's it's very well choreographed as far as you know what is happening in camera not necessarily what the camera is doing so it's a it's a movie that wants to really show you know showcase wisdom yeah, right. yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, going back to plot, um, yeah. they go to see the magician, um, and the nightclub they see him in. This kid gets into a nightclub. That's sort of I didn't, don't think he would have been allowed in. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, sure, I, it's one of them things that he can just say, "Well, who well, do you know who I am?" <laughs> sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. I am, you know, I'm the kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, but the, the nightclub's run by the gangsters uh -huh. who are trying to kidnap him. So these gangsters must have money. <laughs> So what, oh yeah, well, uh, the gangsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. So it's yeah. like so <laughs> got one a more. club. You yeah. Know. Um, so it's like that, and then it all goes wrong. The police show up, and they arrest Norman because they the criminals trick him. The police into thinking he's their boss. Yeah. Instantly thrown into prison with some character actors, one of which is the awesome Bernard Breslau. Yes, very, very young. young. Yeah. Very young very, Bernard Breslau. And I love the bit where they, they talk about why they're in prison. They're all like, um, murder, 25 <laughs> And he's like, only 11 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which is great. And he's not in much of it, but it's it's one of those, mm. probably just before he'd been in Carry On films. Yeah, it must be, right? Must be, or, yeah, he might have been in one or two early ones in smaller roles. So a lot of these actors and Carry Ons, they're in the early ones a little bit. Then yeah. They go, um, but it's good to see him in that. It's good to see these two on screen together, to be honest. Um, big fan of Bernard Breslau. I, I like him. He's in that Hawk the Slayer and stuff like that yeah. in his later career. Um, so, yeah, and then there's, he's in prison. There's the comedy Escape. Yeah, which is, is good. You know, yeah. Again, another nice the routine ladder. with the ladder. Yeah. yeah. And then um, 
once he's escaped he gets back to the the mansion in this time the reason sir reginald who gets knocked on the he gets hit by a, a gangster doesn't he at some point um yeah he, um, he gets knocked around quite a he, lot he does, actually yeah, he probably deserves it <laughs> but he gets um hit by one of the fogs or whatever and he's got yeah. um amnesia that's um, right and so and he's, he also as well as I found that difficult to believe <laughs> also, uh, he doesn't just lose his um memory he loses his personality and sense of humor yes. and he just sits there studying yes um which he's become a completely different person yeah, which, and we all know that if you get hit on the head yeah, yeah. Um, hard enough you turn french and your name is frog that's <laughs> uh, just the flintstone <laughs> yeah. um but yeah, I mean that's, that's just a plot thing. So yes. because they'd be like, well, he he'd yeah, he just wake up and go, yeah, yeah. He, well, uh, Norman's cool. Yeah. yeah. So so Norman <laughs> escapes and um, conveniently gets to the the mansion when there's a fancy dress thing going on. Yes. Um, where most people are dressed. Um, <laughs> Jeannie, who's um, Scottish anyway, is just dressed more Scottish. Yeah. Um, and then Norman, for the second time in the film, ends up dressing up as a woman to get Yeah, um, was for a sort of Arabian, maybe? Yeah. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. I think so. But, but it's, I mean, it comes across as a bit racist, but it's so his face is covered. Yeah, it? so he's got a veil yeah. and, you know, he's wearing... And so, um, yeah. so the, the um, major can be attracted to him. Yeah, so, um, again, I mean, look, yeah. it's the sort of... It, this, this is the kind of humour that I would... You know, if it's not done ironically, like going, "Hey, remember when people used to find this kind yeah. of thing funny?" I just go, "I don't, I don't find it yeah. funny at all." But the, thing, the good thing about wisdom films is that that humour is very of its time, and that humour is in these films, but only in small parts. Yeah, sure. You know, so I do like a lot of the old Carry On films, but there's so much of that yeah. that it isn't as tedious. Yeah. Whereas in this, there's just a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, um, sure. And it's probably true. you know, it's the, the the films are meant to be crowd pleasers, and that's what was popular at the time. Oh, completely. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, just oh uh, yeah, I bet people love. We're just uh, just laughing, just could uncontrollably in the cinemas watching yeah. this, and then turn into their. <laughs> their partners and just checking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but the same sort of thing if you go i mentioned the flintstones but in these sort of cartoons the same sort of humor would happen yeah um then it's the all four yeah you just put a dress on and the, the villain always falls in love with the yeah the one they're hiding from and i, I get why that humor works yeah. i'll be honest it's um but yeah like i say it's the, the main thing with this is it's the big slapstick um and they add jokes. i mean there, there's a few sort of comic lines in this i mean one of my it's not in this film but one of my favorite normal wisdom lines is when um he has to call an ambulance and someone says um uh basically calls an ambulance and says how long will it be and he says about 12 foot yeah right jokes like that uh yeah but there's a joke similar probably not as good in this one that's like that where it's about time i think i don't know it's um i've like, written this down yeah you should have been here at the minute you, yeah. yeah. you should be here at nine o'clock this morning why what happened, happened. yeah great yeah yeah, yeah. It, is, yeah. it is good and, it's, and that's i mean i love slapstick but you this era of comedies when you're first starting apart from the marx brothers obviously mm -hmm. you you get in the the yeah it's, the, it's weird yeah it's, you get you that know. in as well and and the innocence of the norman character you can get away with these sort of jokes yeah. because and part of it is is he just being cheeky or is it exactly you don't know yeah. you know and he's good at i think he's good at playing that the, the yeah. sort of i mean he's good at it 
but it's there are moments where I say that just think there are moments where I think I'm not quite sure if they know exactly themselves yeah. it has a bit of a feel of sometimes he does know and then sometimes he is just being really stupid and it's like does he just wake up one day just being a bit more stupid yeah. or something you know like it's almost like he's more than one person in there sort of thing I yeah. don't know and it's very I mean the re you get the sentimental bits it's very it is very Chaplin yeah um, but th this humour I mean it went on for maybe the American audience is different but it, the Norman Wisdom character reminds me a lot of um, later on in the 80s you had the Ernest P. Worrell where Ernest goes to camp we've done a podcast on that in the past same sort of thing he's even got a cap on yeah very like he's always the underdog he's yeah. always got the Norman tends to have the bad job but wants a better job he wants to better himself um, yeah. not so much in this one but in other films he does right um, and he it, it's, 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 it plays the everyman it's one of these um, you know it, it's say crowd please but it's to lift the audience it's just they're going to come out of these films yeah you I'm know the sure. man's been taken down by the underdog yeah I, that, that's clearly the the overall uh, you know what what they want to achieve like you say like yeah. making the audience feel at by the end of the film like yeah I might have been having a bit of a rubbish day but now I'm picked up sort of thing yeah and um yeah, I mean, he does it well. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I, I'm in no way, you know, for for the faults that I feel within the story, um, the plot, and the writing in certain bits and whatever, I, Norman Wisdom himself, as a comedic actor, and just, I suppose, maybe even an actor in general, or certainly performer, as a worker, he's great. You know, he's, he's yeah. good at, you know, he's solid, you know, and he should be re sort of remembered um, for that. I yeah, think. and yeah. He, I mean, and, and with the film, I mean, he got really sort of average to bad reviews. Oh yeah, I read about this like routine comedy. Or I mean, there was one that was really scathing about it. Just, just really talking like poorly about the comedy itself. Like yeah. it just being like I can't remember what it was, but just awful. Like just really unhappy yeah. with uh, with the kind of. Um, the kind of comedy there yeah. are too many sex jokes and things like that in it and just oh really yeah, yeah. yeah. this kind of thing about it being I suppose for the time but, yeah. it, but it, now I mean it's still a used certificate and it yeah. should be a used certificate um, yeah, it's probably just some just awful yeah. person who just hates yeah. any kind of comedy at all yeah but. I mean it, yeah I mean it, and there's nothing highbrow about it at all but then when you look at the how the, these jokes are put together it is some of it's really clever Mm. Especially the, how they filmed the set pieces to look like the Q joke. That would have taken a long time to yeah. choreograph. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a shame that for films like this, is kind of seen as almost trashy. And they were probably seen more then than they are now as that. Mm. Um, because there was more of them. But if you look at how... You compare this to I mentioned like when when comedy was kind of big again in the nineties with um, films like Dumb and Dumber and this sort of thing. I think that the humour's probably done a lot better in these films sure. and how how the jokes are just executed. I agree. Um, certainly, the way that they do the set pieces is um, that's because that's what the films are are for yeah. ultimately. Yeah. You know, are to say, hey, look, here's the these little moments in the film which are many um where we're gonna um do a setup and then there's gonna be the the physical punchline everything and you're gonna laugh 
your head off because it's hilarious and it's got to be done right it has yeah. to be done right and it would be a lot of preparation and working on it and everything else before they get to actually shooting the film because the films themselves aren't um that expensive these are quite no, no, cheaply no. made movies yeah. and i think a lot of what goes in into the film would have happened before the films were made like i say we're, we're talking about probably a lot of things that he would have done before or worked on in certain respects um i'm sure he had a lot to do with uh, if completely the the choreographing of, oh, of yeah, the pieces yeah. um so yeah uh, this is this is what these films um, rely on are those moments happening right and and they're not sick or you know like 90s comedy sort of you know really just either disgusting things or things that gross type stuff this is that this is still a time like the Buster Keatons and things where you're really needing to work hard on making sure that the little things are are right are perfect yeah the little the, the movements are right yeah and so yeah yeah. yeah, I I love that. I love, I love watching that because I hadn't seen any of his films before. Um, so it was really nice to see sort of someone in in Britain, yeah, a, a, a British uh, comic who hasn't gone to the states yet. He does go to the states, but he hadn't yet. Um, uh, doing this sort of thing, you know, yeah, that kind of physical humor and not trying to be an American, yeah, as yeah. well, which I like. If anything, it's um. But he's kind of homage to say Chaplin, which I know were American films, but yeah. he was an English, yeah. um, English actor, comedian. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's very British, and it's even the, the it's made by Rank and the hitting of the bell. Oh yeah, again, is very uh, filmed at Pinewood Studios as well. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. So very, um, yeah, so the Rank organisation, yeah. extremely famous, you yeah. know, British. Um, yeah. Uh, film company. Yeah. Um, they made at Pinewood again. Yeah. It's all going back to something you said earlier. It's like with the the way the comedy is, people will come out of these films, or will come out of these films, thinking, "Wow, the bit on the ladder when he gets out of prison." Yeah. They're not going, "Oh my God, they got Reginald back." Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. about yeah, the plot. Yeah. It's not about the plot. Um, it's not at all. Um, um, yeah. It's about the set, the set pieces, which are great, and they are. There, there was not one that I didn't that I thought was poor. I thought they were all, you know, yeah, they were think, all for I the think... time top notch. I mean, again, like I say, not expensive. They these are not like certain some things you might see in Hollywood, right? This is this is done on a on a fairly low key level, um, and done with what they can and what what they could use. And I love that though yeah. because it's still they, you know, it's still a, do a fantastic job. Yeah, it, it, it's. It's clearly not big budget, but it, it doesn't look cheap. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It looks they, real in a way. Yeah. Um, when a lot of it would have been filmed in a studio. Yeah. Um, which is great. Um, a couple of things I haven't mentioned. Obviously, you've not. You've said you've not seen Norm Wisdom film before. We expected him to shout Mr. Grimsdale and see the character Mr. Grimsdale, which is kind of. Yeah. Which um, I was hoping been. not. <laughs> yeah, you, necessarily. You don't I, want to see. I, the, I didn't want it to be like all the worst things that I ever hear about Norman yeah. Wisdom. I wanted to see, um, for the mo I wanted to see what I got for the most part, which was, you know, him doing his, his, his more physical yeah. human I've, type I've, stuff. I've always thought it's a shame that his catchphrase is referencing another character. Yeah. Um, who isn't in all of his films. The character of Mr. Grimshaw, I think, is great. He always plays his pompous boss, mm. who... Norman always does all the work and he's like feet up yeah. he's actually quite a, it's an interesting dynamic because he's a likeable boss he's not like this horrible 
he just he needs Norman but he manipulates him yeah. um, but yeah that's not in it um, which might be one of the reasons it stood out for me because it it was that funny and it didn't have what you expected from the Norman right. and Western films and um, what did you think of my personal favourite character Harold the hamster that's a yeah. weird thing just there I I was not overly impressed <laughs> with that just because there's no point yeah. there is a a joke in it with the hamster which I was I was thinking right so when are when is this hamster going to play any part with the comedy with the routines and so there's one bit which I just thought ugh really well towards the end yeah, yeah. So like I say, he's in the dress yeah. and you know well I think it's there to it's there for another little bit of um the sentimental stuff yeah just, um and when he's he writes a letter to Jeannie when he's been fired and I think it's so he's you got someone to talk to and he talks to the hamster yeah um but, yeah. but the hamster seems to live in this tiny little cruel cage or in his pocket yeah through the whole film sure weird very strange um, but i do like the bit when he's writing the letter he covers it up so the hamster can't read it i like that little bit <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, right. so, um, do you know what i did not clock that i was wondering what are you doing dude <laughs> and so that's what he was doing yeah, he's yeah. like <laughs> he's hiding it from the hamster's eyes okay. yeah but also it's something that you know kids would like yeah uh, of course i mean this is for the little kids you go oh yeah hamster yeah, yeah. and uh you know uh, Janie uh likes the hamster as well yeah you know they they you know she's fine with it, which is obviously important because if she didn't then yeah you know it's like it's it's either me or the hamster kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be great if the, the hamster got a spin-off movie harry met norman uh, yeah, so it's the, harold isn't it harold yeah harold my, the hamster. which uh, i named my first hamster after when oh, I all right so so yeah i mean i wasn't overly impressed with this not because of animal cruelty or anything like that nah. just, i just didn't think there was much uh, yeah, I think it, really? this doesn't happen in these other films. There's no, it's really, not like known to have a hamster. Oh, okay. Um, I think right. they're just trying something. Yeah, clearly. Um, yeah, right. Um, it's quite nice, that, but it's, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't any. It wasn't. It's, it, yeah, it's just thing was just there. Yeah, it'd be nice if, if they'd had the budget. There might have been a nice little, I don't know. Um, the hamster does something to yeah, um, maybe they can. But like I said, I, I don't like the whole hamster yeah. running around. In someone's clothes, gag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is weird, but they could have done something different with it. He could have, he could have, I don't know, <laughs> done something else. He yeah. could have stolen something a little bit. What would have been information for where? I don't know. They could have made it a bit more. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you could have. You know. You yeah. actually used it as a, a way of yeah. yeah, either getting information or getting you know yeah. doing something that further along yeah furthers uh, Norman's. Uh, whatever prospects in some yeah. kind of way yeah but i mean it's it's, it's there it's like yeah. it's a bit weird and I, I generally think as i just said they're trying something yeah something different yeah sure um and then yeah i mean it's it's kind of it's, it's a, a 90 minutes a lot happens in it yeah. um comic wise did you did any of it feel boring to you or did you yeah like i say in the middle then uh bits with this whole the, the whole romantic element to it yeah. i just was like oh really just go yeah. just get on with it yeah sort of thing um, um, yeah you, you, you see my point about how they, they put these in these films I generally think it is so the kids can have a break sure and yeah. the song again I, I I didn't I know nothing of wisdom's career as a singer um, was not overly impressed to be perfectly honest nothing poor about it necessarily it does not fit the character though <laughs> at his, all. his voice changes yeah it's obviously him yes it's but he's, he's got this big yeah, boy <laughs> kind of voice yeah. it's like, okay yeah. now you are somebody else dude yeah. this is not this is not the character 
Norman in the film. But in, in that romantic um, scene where he's meant to meet her at the fair and um, he um, doesn't think he can make it. She's just sat on this ride by herself. Yeah. She's going to go on the big ride by herself. Would she do that? Would she go ah. that, That's weird. I, I don't, yes. And then I, later on I, in the film, he's supposed to meet her somewhere else and then he gets um, arrested or something. That's not even, they don't even get back to that. Yeah. He's supposed to meet her somewhere and he doesn't and then she's just fine with it. Yeah, this, well, this is the problem with the writing for, for female characters at, at this time um, yeah. and for many decades, in fact, yeah. Uh, where, yeah, ladies just there as a prop, basically, yeah. and um, when, when they need her, there, there she'll be completely yeah. fine and dandy doing what she needs to do yeah, yeah. it's 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 bad yeah it's just straight up bad I, I, I do like I just, as i mentioned earlier this shouting going outside yeah um i i did like that um how she was the one who asked him out that's sort of that's different for the time yeah but that's the only thing that really is yeah um there's yeah. so much where she looks just dead behind the eyes like she's not even you know like just just I don't know how to describe it. Like uh, it's something I'd seen a lot in in films of this era, where especially sort of comedies or, or, or light-hearted films, where women are just over the top madly in love with someone to the point okay. where they've just forgotten everything else in their lives, and yeah. you can just in their eyes it's just meant to. They're told, I'm sure, we're told to just look in love. Yeah. Right, just look in love and it becomes just looking like you're just dead yeah. almost yeah. like you just oh yeah I mean yeah, as, right. as much as I, I, I don't really like how this other girl just gets angry yeah and, um, but they could have played they could have bounced off each other for some comedy more there's a little bit there's a little bit there's a little bit like when they're, they're both watching the football and they're cheering him on louder yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But you know they don't even talk to each other. They could have you know had a conversation, couldn't they? So have you ever actually had a conversation with Norman? Well, no. He <laughs> he just like falls about and isn't that brilliant? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and, and says things like, "Oh, yeah, I didn't think you'd like me," or which yeah, yeah. it's like what indeed. Yeah. So, <laughs> he's, he's playing football. He's the hamster in his jersey now. Again, uh, another thing which oh, <laughs> I would rather yeah. not think about it. <laughs> you briefly see his house, which is just like a bed and a hamster cage. I don't know where he lives. It looks like he's in a shed or... Yeah. Or, or well, that. yeah, I mean, he's a, you know, he's a working-class gent doing the yeah. windows in a, yeah. in a very uh, rich person's mansion. Yeah. Yeah, he, his quarters are going to look rubbish, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he does a lot of damage to the place. Well. Does, yeah. which it does not go unnoticed, and he does end up having to pay for it out of his wages. Yeah, so, a lot. Know, yeah. Yeah. Even the stuff which isn't him. Uh, yeah. Um, and he's told to keep off the grass a lot. Yes, uh, uh, which he then likes to. He does a callback to that. Yeah, right to the major. Bit. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's one of those. It's a Norman Wisdom vehicle, but I do think some of the other the performances, um, especially sort of the I don't want to say villains, but the um, the people at the manor, the the posh lot, yeah, the, the authority. Yeah, I think there's some great performances. There, there are. They're, uh, they're good. It's good fun. You know, it's yeah. it's it's always nice to see. Uh, yeah, it's always fun to see posh people getting upset, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so yeah, I mean, um, firstly, <clears throat> do you think you've enjoyed this a lot more when you were younger? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> completely. Yeah, that's good. Because, um, you know, it is. It, um, weirdly, I mean, a lot of people now, you, you, I look online in, in the groups, and I hope I'll post this in a group and people might listen, but it's people a lot older than me who seem to be the big fans. Yeah. Um, I know of people my age who 
at the time it was like this is my little thing that my, my parents my grandparents show me mm -hmm. but I wasn't alone so many people I later find out will watch yeah. these films as well. I mean that's why they were shown on TV they knew that people would be showing them to their kids yeah exactly um, and um, yeah we really liked it and it's one of these I think it's only now that they're not being shown anymore um, if they are it's for well yeah pensioners are watching them on yeah. Day. Um, yeah but I mean it, Things don't live forever, and maybe there will be a ten years down the line slapstick will come back again somehow. Maybe, um, but for me, it was I loved watching these films as a kid, and I can still put them on. I don't laugh out loud. No, I'll, I'll chuckle a bit. Yeah, more the lines in it than the. Than the um, but they still pass an hour and a half. It's kind of comfort TV, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, I mean, I forgot the DVDs, which are. You see them more in charity shops now than you do. I mean, I think there's a box set currently available. They're not on any streaming things, nor are any of these, to my knowledge, right. not on Amazon and stuff. I mean, um, they're available to watch by other means. Yeah. So someone's putting them up there for... They're probably they're quite slack on the copyright of them, I'm guessing. Yeah, that. I mean, I, you know, I just mentioned that I saw them online. Um, uh, and uh, I think that they probably are fine with yeah. uh with that happening yeah i don't think that there's again like the copyright it might be public domain now maybe um i mean rank doesn't exist hasn't existed for nearly 30 years but i'm sure someone at some point probably bought the rights um yeah. but uh but it may be now i mean looking like, at some of the dvds i've got um the and um, some are on carlton which is oh the, yes yeah yeah and, Carlton um, television and this yeah. one is which i don't know if it exists anymore the up in the world dvds on Cinema Club, all oh, right. Which I remember more as videos. They were like, you know, videos yeah. were like ten ninety nine. These yeah. were the five ninety nine ones. Yeah. Um, some of them as well, and not this one, but they've got like commentaries by Norman Wisdom with oh. a film historian. So if you're into the films, yeah, would recommend picking up the DVD. Some of them, he's just sort of, it's like an interview really while the film was playing. Yeah. But he couldn't. He must have been in his eighties when he done that. Right. Because he's been gone over a decade now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those. I mean, I'm glad. Glad you gave it a go, and it seems like. Well, I mean, you, yeah, I, I give anything a go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. That's, that's not a problem. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I did. You know, I mean, I didn't like love it or you know mm. anything like that. But I certainly, like I say, enjoyed it and was v impressed with with the uh, the physical comedy. Um, like I say you you seem to like now chuckling at more of the. The, the the phrases and things that are said that are sort of like play on words and whatever and uh, I mean I wasn't overly impressed with that I saw it I could hear it and go yeah. oh, okay that, that's yeah. there but but I really was more wanting to see the physical yeah, stuff because I, mean, I hadn't seen it well, before I, think, I hadn't seen him before properly yeah. so I was really wanting to um, well I think that's I mean I'd have seen this film see dozens of times yeah so there's no with the physical stuff I knew exactly yeah. um, and when you're a kid. You, you're wanting the physical stuff you and so I'd forgotten I knew what set piece was coming up I knew that he was going to cover himself in the ink yes great and and all that stuff but I'd forgotten these things like um you know and um, why what happened I'd forgotten the lines mm -hmm. so it's, I'm not saying it's because they're exceptionally funny it's yeah because I understand, that's yeah. what you yeah. know um some of them are you know it's but then it's not overkill that either there's not like no there's, there's nothing that's I mean apart from like I say at times I was the voice was grating and yeah. I was worried that there was going to be lots of it um, there was at, at times a bit like the bit right okay so the bit where he keeps coming back 
Right, the grass part. Keep oh, off yeah. the grass and he yeah, keeps coming I, back. I, and yeah, I just, oh, no, I don't, yeah. I don't like yeah. that. That, that yeah. I was, that part I was real. Oh no, please, that, that that's bad. You didn't want that for the whole film. No, God, um, no, no. But also, you know, it's, there's only one song in it, and that was enough. Oh yeah, again, like I was just. I mean, I was, I was fascinated um, by. I, I knew that it was probably going to come, and I knew it was probably going to be in the middle, which it was, because yeah. that's, that's the classic way of doing it. Um, and I was interested to uh, to hear his voice, yeah. and then just fascinated by it. Um, whilst he was, I wasn't really interested. What he was saying, you know, awful, boring, silly love song. But yeah, just yeah. okay. That voice is not this character. Well, this I mean, uh, he's he's sort of anthem really. Don't laugh at me, mm. which he'd do in his comedy act right till the end. Is just mm. just like I don't know what how to describe it. Like is it, it's not even like a crooner type thing. It's mm. just this old-fashioned yeah, yeah, yeah. um which was the time wasn't it yeah it's, it's, yeah. it's music hall yeah. that's what it is and I, I, I that's fine it's just it's just for me personally like it just does not fit and yeah. i'm sure at the time it did it fit you, perfectly I, I, think, yeah, I think as well the, these songs <coughs> i mean all the slapsticks for the kids they probably threw that in for the older the parents yeah, yeah, absolutely were, of yeah. course um, yeah. but it's a shame that because he was clearly into his sort of rock and roll stuff mm. with the drummer if he'd have Got into a <clears throat> well, like I say that was like some proper like you know, you know Gene Krupa style, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, sw swing jazz kind of just yeah, it's brilliant, it's great, and he's just yeah. you know, bam, bam, yeah, bam. And Morris joins in, Morris yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and he was really happy about yeah. it too. See, that's it. I mean, yeah. uh, characters like that, the characters that are supposed to be the. Uh, you know, ooh, I'm proper and everything, and then they go, yeah, I want that, that's yeah. what I want, a bit of and, fun. Oh, no, well, when Morris accidentally gets kidnapped. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Poor Morris. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I felt for him, I did, it was the only character I really felt for in, in, oh, in the... Yeah. Uh, he means well, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Whereas, um, the thing with the Norman character is, he's, he's so used to, don't really want to swear because there might be old people listening who yeah. don't like it. But he's so used to getting shit on. <laughs> Norman just accepts that he's fired yeah. and he just carried on. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been like a shorter film. Yeah. Just moves on to, to cause trouble and it basically works out. But yeah, I mean, there's so many, I don't know if you know that some others do have them that mm. was originally written with Norman Wisdom in mind. Oh, okay. It would have been quite different. It would have. But it's, the characters are quite alike, but Frank Spencer is far more annoying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, yes. And, and with Norman, I think I could probably, he'd probably end up like, I don't know, accidentally tying my shoelaces together and I'd go over somehow. Yeah. But I think you, that character you could have a pint with and you could have a laugh. Mm. Whereas some slapstick characters are just like, oh, just go away. Yes. And um, Frank Spencer is one of those. Yeah, fair um, enough. And, uh, I did like him as a child. Oh, I but did, I always, yeah. But I was, at the same time, I, I was always a bit scared of him as a yeah. kid because I was like, okay, there's something really wrong with this man. Yeah, there is, yeah. Yeah, he's, um... Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I think that is the that's obviously influenced by this sort of thing, yeah. and they've almost taken the human out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and absolutely. Whereas, yeah. They, they go full swing, but they they absolutely own it with Mr. Bean. Yes, because that is like he is he's an asshole, yeah. and he accepts it. Mm. And you're not in a way you're not even meant to like. It's Mr. not Bean. human. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not, there's not yeah. a human there. This yeah. is like well, like the bit where you know, okay, just quick thing about Bean, you know, because this always fascinated me when it first started as a kid. Alien. I was just fascinated yeah. by this. This character falls out of the sky, yeah, and 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 that's it. And you know nothing about him and stuff. I thought, what is he? Does he come from? Is he an alien or has he been like 
thrown out of heaven or yeah, something yeah. for being really annoying you know like when I, it first when I was a kid I saw it, that he was an alien yeah and there they just sort of don't yeah it's it, it's not it I don't think they ever there well, was a re you know yeah, they through, no they? Yeah. no it's just it was just like okay he's just bam now he's here on earth yeah. for or wherever you know yeah. sort of because it would have been really crap if when they'd done the B movie it was like him from his planet yeah oh god that'd oh, be terrible oh, but um <laughs> yeah but surprised <laughs> they didn't do that um yeah it's, but, uh, yeah exactly he's not a, a human he's not a human as in like with a uh, full characteristics of what it is to be make up a human where obviously the norman character does have that in him you go okay you can kind of get where he would have come from like yeah. you know how he, he's grown up maybe like what his parents would have been like yeah. you know this kind of thing yeah but yeah the, yeah the further on we go with these kind of characters they remove all of that you know yeah. it just comes less and less this is like this is like the middle ground for slapstick for slapstick cinema you've got the early silent then you've got this sort of era then later on you've got the the yeah the mr b yeah that sort of um so that that's another reason i think it works so well because it takes stuff from the early things that influenced it which are great but then you can also see how this has influenced things later and that that's kind of an interesting look if you step back and look at the history yeah, of comedy absolutely. which i do think is is kind of dying i think mm -hmm. comedy slapstick comedy especially in movies now is more animated you know, where people would have gone to see a family, even up to the 80s when there had been things like The Great Outdoors and that sort of mm. American-style comedy, now you'll go and see a Pixar film. Yeah. Um, and then comedy is more TV, I suppose. Yeah. And there's so much stand-up now on TV, whereas it used to be so someone would be a stand-up and then you might see a little bit run a variety show yeah and then you'd see them in a film or on a TV show. Yeah, sure. I mean, stand-up obviously was more for the live being yeah. a, a live thing that you would generally go see live if you were extremely famous you might get a special or something here and there yeah. you know and there are a fair few of them through the 80s and 90s and stuff yeah. but it's got crazy now just absolutely yeah. crazy there's just a cheap to make yeah film a show um yeah. well, i have got a, a norman wisdom from the 80s a, a dvd of his um his tour yeah and it, it's a lot of it's just you know he's done the same sort of thing live for decades yeah um but that's what he done people pay to see his name Mm -hmm. and then there'd be a show around him you'd have dancers singers before yeah. and um yeah, that's what i saw as my, my introduction to stand-up comedy shows, yeah. was yeah. yeah him seeing yeah. he was the first act i ever saw live right probably the first comedy i ever saw live and that's why i know this is a, about films i think um should be cult movies um this got bad reviews that's why i think it fits into what yeah. i could do it probably was well, it must have been a big hit when it came out i'm sure um, it was some well, i know one of his films was at number one I don't know if he's true, I've read this. When Doctor No came out, mm. number 62. one, the Norman Wisdom film was at number one in the box office right. when that came out. Um, I haven't followed. I've read that, so I don't know if it's true or not. That's six years after this one. Yeah, and this is his fourth film. Yeah, um, I think. Um, so six years later, I mean, what he's probably made another five. Yeah, or something. I by think that he point? made something like starring roles about twelve in total. Wow. Um, right, and I'm sure in not <clears throat> in not a very long space of time either. Yeah, um, yeah probably so. in about if we, somewhere in colour in the mid '60s. Right, so it's probably he probably had like a good ten years of yeah. being um, massive, and he never really broke. Later on, he had a few TV shows which mm -hmm. you can't really find anymore. Right, um, so then his his career was basically stage work again. Yeah, um, but that's how, that, I don't see that that's him. That's how cinema changed and. 
Um, it's the same with you look at Hammer films. I mean, there was loads of them, but that wasn't that long a time they were around for. A couple of decades. Yeah, uh, well, uh, as yeah, as big, as fairly, uh, <clears throat> yeah, in Britain especially as as uh, big things, you know, constantly being made and everyone going right, go, go see the new Hammer film. Yeah, yeah, it was a couple of decades. Yeah, yeah. And then it proper early seventies, it proper yeah, when the, and that was because things like the exorcist had come out and yeah horror had, yeah the whole know. the whole type of hammer uh, horror films are just um yeah become passe by the sort of the early 70s really. yeah and that's, i suppose it's the same with this style of comedy um we mentioned python earlier and things mm -hmm. like that um but yeah everything evolves and i think he'll always be remembered in in comedy um and i think the reason that he's not probably remembered as well as some may have thought he would have been, is because you had the Chaplains of Buster Keaton's before, yeah. and he's just sort of later, and a lot of, you know, it's hard to kind of realise how big he was. Yeah. Um, it's a, the closest <clears throat> I can think is for our generation, of the, going back to the 90s, that's where we'd have been teenagers, mm -hmm. is when Jim Carrey first hit the scene. Yeah. And a Jim Carrey film would come out, and there was it wasn't as long as this, but it was probably about four or five years where Jim Carrey film got to go see it. It would be yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, you just yeah. you just did go see them because they were going to be massive hits and yeah. Um, Belly laughs. Yeah, is the... that you'd go. You know, I, I'm I'm personally never been a massive fan of Jim Carrey, but I did go see them just because Everyone you did. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I thought. Um, I, I really liked them at the time, and now I'd rather watch him in a serious role. Cause I yeah, think he's the, good well, actor. that's the. I yeah. feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, I did like, I did like Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Um, just because main more for uh, Jeff Daniels. Yeah, <laughs> better. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but that was just that was just laugh after laugh at the time. Yeah. I remember howling with laughter in that when it came out, and I haven't seen it for years. I saw the sequel and didn't think much of it. Yeah. Um, but it, but it was of its time and it's very that stuff hadn't been done and then it was overkill with yeah. that sort of humour um, yeah so, well, very quickly as well yeah, they're yeah. just you know, yeah. churning these comic oh, films out so. well, briefly mentioned you did mention it earlier about you said how he hadn't gone to America yet he only briefly done one film in America I don't yeah. know um, the night they raided Misty I think it was called um, it was Jason Roberts is that his name the guy um Actor, he was in the Dad in Parenthood. He's in a lot of right. westerns. Um, <clears throat> a film about a nightclub, and Norman Wisdom is one of the performers. He's the, the comedy relief in this film. Right. I think Brett Eklund's in it as well. Okay. Um, I've only seen it once. I've never heard of it. So, um, right. And Norman went to America. The film done okay. He got really high praise for it. Mm. And the story is that he came back for family in this country and right. didn't work in America again. Right. Um, so he know. could have had a career. In that's the that's what that's I heard. the thing. Yeah, he yeah. could have gone on to, yeah, um, which would have been nice. Um, you know, he could have gone the way of Peter Salas or somewhere. Yeah, um, but it's kind of nice that he didn't. I agree. He might have gone to that era of time. Yeah, I mean, his later films got a little bit criticised because they nothing to the extent of say even the Carry On films, but they were later on more sex jokes. Of course, it's like, the sixties um, and stuff. Yeah, and it, one of them is like his he falls in love with a young hippie and it's like it's all right but it's not what's good for the goose it's called but probably his weakest starring role and probably his last um um i think it's his last but it would have been a shame to see him go to america and then become something that he's not yeah um which could have happened probably would have as well uh yeah uh to be perfectly honest it 
I quite like the idea of them not yeah. know, going to the States and, and, and really you know, trying really hard for a career over there. Um, probably uh, <laughs> kept him alive not going to the States <laughs> yeah. for as long as he did because um, I'm sure he was very happy here. Yeah, uh, not not having to try so hard at being like I don't know, like you yeah. say, say becoming someone else. Yeah, and um, to appease other people. I met fairly recently, um, well, last year, an actor who was in a play um, locally who went on tour and worked with Normal Wisdom. I mean, the actor would have been, <coughs> though I don't want to say who it is, um, not very famous, but he's been in films and stuff as well, mm. mainly stage. I reckon he'd be sixties now, early sixties, must mm -hmm. be late fifties. And he loved him. He was just like he was a performer all the time. He loved the audience. Story about how uh, their coach was in traffic once, or there, were, and there was a kids' bus, and Norman got in the road. and was entertaining these kids while they were all in traffic. Mm -hmm. The kids didn't know who he was because they wouldn't. Yeah. Right. And this is what twenty years ago. So yeah. They probably they wouldn't know who he was. Yeah. And he was just making them all laugh. Yeah. And everyone laughed, and he loved it. He thrived on it. Mm -hmm. And he's the sort of person that you don't really hear anything bad about him, right? Apart from he was very career-minded, but no, no, you know, you hear bad things about people like Peter Sellers and loads of people from that era, but you don't have normal wisdom. And I think it was just he was his life was his job. Um, another little, I'll quickly add it, another little story was his kid. He did separate from his wife. His kids, they were very strict about um, TV. They weren't allowed to watch TV on a Sunday. Right, and it was the day of the cup final, nineteen sixty-six, right. and he was like, "You're not watching it because it's the rules." And they were like really upset. He's like, "Right, we'll go out for a drive." Obviously, he drove them to Wembley, mm -hmm. had tickets, and they all went to see it. Right, um, yeah. which is a nice thing to do. But yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's very yeah. Yeah, it's a bit horrible. It's a bit nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, so. I am nice, uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's lots of little yeah. stories like that. And he's got a, a biography, which is really interesting. Very. It's, it, his story isn't far away from Charlie Chaplin's and that sort of Oliver Twist yeah. how he was brought up I'm and, sure yeah. and there was a one man stage show at the Wolsey Theatre about him fairly recently as well which is brilliant I can't oh. remember the name who done it but the guy who done it is amazing so I suppose in that way it lives on but I just feel we, 20 years time I don't think people will be talking about his films uh, probably, uh, maybe not I don't know um of course he's not going to be remembered as, as they say the older ones from the silent era from from yeah. Hollywood and things, but even them, people don't talk about them the Not way much, that no. the way that uh, the way people used to um, just twenty years ago, you know. Yeah. And they say in another twenty years it'll probably be even less. Yeah. Unless there's some big revival, I don't know. Yeah, they, yeah. It's, but <clears throat> yeah, it's strange because with things like Chaplin, there's so many films now will be come up to like the hundredth anniversary. Yeah. And you're not really hearing it. You I can, mean, yeah. I mean, we'd, we'd have had the kids. 100th anniversary last year yeah. um you know so it's not going to be long till some of the really big ones yeah come along for 100 100 years i mean we the cinema probably will do them if yeah. we're still open yeah. <laughs> hopefully we'll be in you know in, yeah, uh, in that would be I've, I've in not like a seen, decade's time i've never seen a chaplain film or Lauren hardy from anything like that on the big screen right and that would be really nice yeah um, I'd love to see a normal wisdom on the big screen, but but they are that that sort of remembered fondly watching on TV. That is for me that that's how I see them. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, same. We mentioned we mentioned um, Hammer as well. I was listening to another podcast about um, 
some expert of Hammer, who's a writer who loves Hammer, said never seen one on the big screen. Right. Um, but I think they, we all grew up with them on TV. And it's sure. It, so. I, I've seen some on the big screen, but um, yeah, of course, yeah, grew up yeah. with them on television, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm going to quickly get a rating out of right. from you. Um, I'm for, for it on its technicality, as far as the, the pieces go, I'd say four. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, overall, as a movie, you know, it, it's probably a three, really, overall yeah. as a film. But, you know, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd say, I mean, a lot. It, it does what it sets out. So I'd say a three and a half. Yeah, percent. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd give it, a, a personally, years ago, I'd have given this a five. Hmm. I'd give it a four because it does exactly what it's supposed to. It's entertaining. Yeah. It's just, it's just not. There's better films. Yeah. What they're the same sort of thing. Yeah, sure. Um, but it's a really likable film, and um, the time flies by, and it always cheers me up. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Fair enough. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, just to, before we wrap it up, yeah. have you watched anything recently that you think would come up, go on to be a cult classic, or should, in your recent watching? I'll put you on the spot here a bit. Yeah, actually. Um, well, I said something that's recently come out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's always a very. That's a, it's always a tricky thing. Yeah. Because um, just the idea of uh, thinking about what might become later on down the line is seen as well. Maybe not might, special. but should. Maybe someone's gone under the radar, and you think, "Hang on, this is not actually." No. No. I, can't, I can't write at this moment. No. No. I'm so, sure there will be. I reckon in five minutes' time, yeah, you, after we've stopped this, I'll I'll have things in my you, head. Um, you <clears throat> keep that question in mind for the next time we do a podcast. Yeah. And I should I should have really warned you. <laughs> oh, so. see, my brain's like going, oh, what have we shown recently that I yeah. I thought was really good? Like, really good. Yeah. That, that people didn't... Um, that people didn't really notice... Yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't. The, the one I think about, I, I did say your right. name. I was um, Brian and Charles, but that's doing quite well. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe that might become, yeah. like, I, it probably not do incredibly well. I don't know because I don't think it'd be already been shown in too many places. Yeah. So maybe I don't know when it gets streaming. Maybe people will see it more and it will get yeah. talked about. But a critically, little bit more. it's doing pretty well. But that's it. But critically, there's yeah. I yeah. mean, you'd, how do you want to how do you want to rate these things? I mean, critically, a lot of films do well that the public don't like. Yeah. And then maybe ten, twenty years down the line, the public will like them. That's the whole thing about yeah. sort of a a, a a cult film. Yeah. Necessarily, you know, works on those kind of ways. But then you can have cult films like Star Wars, which were the other way around, you know. Yeah. Like Yes. So. Mental how Star Wars didn't get great reviews. Yeah, and, and generally was just seen as like well, because sci fi was not big. It was not especially that kind of science fiction was not yeah. um something that was taken seriously at all. Yeah. Just thinking yeah. as well that around that time, like mid seventies, late seventies, if Norman Wisdom had gone he could um to Hollywood. He could have ended up being like the old bloke in Buck Rogers or something. Yeah, and that would have been sad. Yeah, or hilarious. Yeah, indeed, it might have been both. Yeah, yeah. Sadly hilarious. <laughs> Tears <laughs> of a clown. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, and on that uplifting <laughs> note. On that bombshell. <laughs> yeah, and on, we've been talking about Norman Wisdom's up in the world for one hour fifteen minutes, <laughs> which is nearly as long as the film. Woohoo! 
so uh, thank you very much for joining me yeah. um, we'll yeah. get you back soon we'll be yeah. on season this might be this is going to be a special in between seasons yeah. I've decided so we'll get you back for season 3 alright um, we're going to mix the films up because I think people expect mainly sort of horror and weirder films and I'm like well I just want to do films films yeah. in general you know films yeah. a bit, I mean this was massive for its day but I bet you 90% of people who've listened to this podcast haven't seen a single normal wisdom film yeah probably not uh, hopefully they will yeah but thank you very much yeah see you later Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, yeah, that was a longer one. I thought this would be a short little special, but we had lots to talk about. Huge thanks, as I say, to James. Don't forget to f follow us on Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify, we're on Anchor as well. Follow on there. Uh, share about, um, if you could hit like, do whatever you can. Five-star reviews always help. If you'd be kind enough to give us one of those, that way it might reach a wider audience. Uh, tell your mates. Um, I'm going to put this, as I said, in some normal wisdom groups as well, so we might pick up some older listeners old or, or new fans to these movies do comment on, on the facebook groups on the instagram find us share talk i'm happy to talk about movies 24 7 uh, thanks a lot we'll be back it'll probably be season three next i think this is going to be like a mid episode uh, for more weirder films i mentioned on the last one that i'm going to be doing the shadow and dick tracy um, two films from the 90s in the next season but there'll be loads more and people are going to throw some films at me I'm going to be doing an episode on the 1987 sort of sci-fi thriller The Hidden a film that I've only recently watched that James recommended to me so we're going to reverse it for that um, yeah we'll be back very soon thank you very much and uh, yeah keep watching those movies guys Psst.